This is Create the Next from Pro CFO Partners, where every week we explore strategies and ideas for financial management and growth to help today's businesses put their financial picture in context. Welcome back to Create the Next. I'm Chris Bentliff, and I have with me today my good friend Tom Kenter is back. And Tom, if you remember last time we were talking about uh, kind of change management, you had this great acronym for us, the CAST system. I'll let you retouch on that. But one of the things that comes to mind for me when I'm thinking about change management, I'm wondering what your position on this is, your perspective. I think sometimes in business, we have a way of uh, in excessor, making some concept almost uh, unnecessarily inaccessible with our with our conceptual words, like human resources. It's just the people I work with. But human resources is something that departmentally makes sense, but it doesn't really fire up, you know, me and my coworkers around the water cooler. Change management is this sort of technical term that means, hey, team, we're, we're going to go through some stuff to get better. Uh, one of those, I can kind of buy into. The other, I feel a little bit, I don't know, removed from. So can you start with me on kind of, how do you position change management from this perspective of, and transition management from this perspective of, yeah, but the people experience, the human experience, the, the coworker and colleague experience? Well, Chris, well, thanks for having me back this morning. I look forward to having our conversation and talking, continuing our conversation about change management, which is something that I, I have a passion for. So in our last go around, we talked about change management versus transition management, whereas we talked about change, change is situational, whereas the transition piece is psychological. So in the first thing we talked about creating um, the cast, the, the group of characters we need to impact as part of that transition. And today I want to talk about uh, some what I call the four P's of transition management to make sure that we've engaged the organization as fully as possible to embrace and implement the change because without implementation, it's it's a failure. And I love that, this idea of engagement. I think that's part of where I'm really connecting with is um, why do you think that there is sometimes that that is such a focal point? Why is engagement so hard or such a necessity for us to get right? Uh, I, could, I could make assumptions that I'm really interested in your sort of expertise on that. Right, well, engagement is hard to, to gain at some point because people are resistant to change by their nature. So it's about giving them, helping them to understand and communicating with them what is the change about and how will that change impact them and make their life better and or easier long-term. And in some cases it may not, um, depending upon what the the adoption may be. There may be the the need to have some conversations post-implementation to make sure that the project is working correctly and hasn't made life harder long-term. And if, it, if that's what's happening, how do we correct that going forward? I can't wait to hear your thoughts on some of this. I've already got piles of questions, but bring bring us back in time for like two seconds. Uh, refresh our memories on the cast sort of concept that you have. I think it's a great way for leaders, especially to sort of think about who should be involved, just, just to kind of set the table for the new way that we want to think about today, the extended way today. Okay. So the CAST, as we refer to, is the acronym I use to talk about the four groups of people that typically are impacted and need to be involved in a change initiative and make that transition happen. C is for the champions. The champions are those individuals who who believe and are committed to making the change occur. A is for agents, which are those that are tasked with the tactical implementation of the change plan. 
S's for sponsors, and these are the key players in that they hold the resources and control the ownership of the resources needed to complete the plan. And T is a target. Targets are everybody whose behaviors, expectations, preconceptions need to be addressed and, and changed to, a, to take on the initiative and implement it effectively. And I would tell you, everybody starts out as a target and may move into one or more of the other roles as the process moves forward. So listeners, watchers, you know, jump into uh, Tom's other uh, episodes so that you can sort of really dive into this because it's a great conversation. So that, that kind of gives us the who and now, Tom, help us with that engagement piece. What's what are some what are some strategies and tactics around this? How uh, that you can guide us through? All right. So I like to use the uh, what I call the four P's of the implementation side. Okay. The four P's being purpose, picture, plan, and part. Mm. Purpose is the is what we use to define the plan and effectively communicate to the organization what's happening. It's about preparing the organization to let go of the past and embrace the future path that we're looking to install. It's, and it's this is a time that we really need to over-communicate with the organization so that that change creates a language around what's happening. The second P is picture, which is how will things look after the transition is over? What's the vision for the business post-implementation and how will that change impact individuals in the organization moving forward. You need to be able to address those targets so that they understand where their position is being impacted and will be better long-term. The third P is plan, which outlines the steps and creates the, the list of milestones and the project plan that needs to, again, also be communicated effectively to the organization. In this case, I like to think of Jim Collins' book, Great by Choice, and his analogy of the 20-mile march. You only achieve that march when you set the milestones and measure and monitor how you're going against achieving those activities. And then the fourth P is about part, which is explaining the roles and deliverables to the members of the cast. And here you need to think about who rather than what. So again, you're clearly communicating what we're trying to accomplish and why. So it gets, it gets embraced by the organization and the organization adopts that change. What a great platform, uh, Tom, what a great sort of uh, way for me to think about it. So let's jump back to the first one and break each of these down just a little bit. Purpose. One of the biggest obstacles, I think, to change and transition is kind of the rank and file saying, well, hold on, why do we need to do this? Uh, I liked it better before. What's what's the point of doing this? Part of what I love about you saying is uh, around kind of communicating and over-communicating is diffusing that, getting in the way of that. How how do I do that? What are some of the, I don't know, what are some of the the obstacles or issues that I might expect in this purpose uh, sort of realm of this? And and how do I, what are some strategies for over-communicating? Is this a, an all hands? Is this, this a lot of emails? What, what, what should I be doing as a leader here? Okay, I think it depends on the culture inside your organization. How best do you communicate? Is email work? Does a newsletter work? Do face-to-face meetings work, the all-hands meetings, all of those types of things. And I personally have used all of those avenues to communicate the purpose for the change. Again, it's all about addressing that psychological piece of the transition so that people understand that this is a good thing long-term and we need to embrace and adopt it. Do you feel like that's the opportunity for me to, I feel like uh, between picture and plan, 
uh, or picture and purpose, purpose and picture, picture being the next one, which is what, what's it going to look like afterwards? Uh, at what point am I um, asking for feedback or asking for uh, sort of participation? And at what point am I, um, I don't know, not really asking for feedback, even though I want this to feel collaborative, I'm really kind of telling folks how it's going to go. Uh, how do I how do I manage that? Because people want to feel like they're part of it, but on the other hand, the whole role of you know leadership is to say, look, this is where we're going to take the organization. Well, hopefully, if you've done your homework on the front end, you've engaged the right people, the sponsors, mm-hmm. and the change agents in the organization as you develop the action plan to move the project forward. And to your point, you try to build that consensus as much as possible. But everybody needs to understand that in some cases, this may be a benevolent dictatorship and they don't get a vote. Create the Next is brought to you by Pro CFO Partners, who believe every business deserves to work with an expert CFO to guide its success. Pro CFO Partners are expert financial officers networked across industries, verticals, specializations, and situations. Fulfilling the role of a part time CFO with all time commitment. ProCFO Partners utilizes the innovative and exclusive FGC Financial Flywheel as a framework that creates momentum to drive your financial functions for sustainable success. Visit ProCFOPartners.com to explore how we can implement a systematic and scalable financial system to help you achieve your goal. ProCFOPartners.com Interesting. And, and, and that can be part of, um, I guess, that sort of communication plan or maybe it isn't. Do I do I tell folks at the start? Look, here's this is our time to get your questions and get your ideas and get whatever. And this is our t- and that time ends. Like, do I put a time span on that? Is that temporal for the next two weeks? Or maybe I, I suppose again, it depends on the culture of the company. Again, it depends on the culture of the company. And and how broad is this change to the organization? Is it going to affect one department? Am I putting a new IT system in to handle the accounts payable group? Or am I putting in a new ERP system that basically impacts the entire organization going forward? So those kinds of things will have an influence over how long and who all that you, you'll want some kind of feedback from on the early stages. And again, as you build this plan, you're looking for feedback. You're not, you don't want to do this in a vacuum. But to your point, at some point, somebody has to say, this is the plan. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in essence running the program based on this project plan. Let's get this thing done. So picture helps me to sort of, of your four Ps, the second one is picture. That's, uh, here's what success looks like, or here's here's where we're headed. Uh, let me let me Let me get some of your expertise on that angle. Is that a desired outcome? Or is that uh, leadership has planned for this? And if we do X, Y, and Z, then we think eight months after this change, we can expect A, B, and C. How concrete is that picture? Is it something that we're working towards aspirational or is it, uh, this is why we're doing this because this outcome is required? I think it depends on what the project is. There are those cases where the project may be dictated by changes in legislation to come out, new laws forces to make a change, or it couldn't be aspirational to take the organization to a different level. To me, the picture piece is helping is focusing on creating the environment and and creating that vision that drives the communication and creates a common language. So everybody's speaking about the project is talking along the same terms. I love that. And I think that's an um, underutilized and underestimated point of importance in businesses is developing a common vocabulary. There's so 
it's so often where some team or group of people has more information or more insight than somebody else. And that already starts to create friction and disengagement. If somebody's feeling left out of this process, I really love that idea of collaboratively figuring out here's what we all mean when we talk about this in some ways, Tom, this can improve a department or a, a, a team or a company culture doing this the right way. Do you agree? I definitely agree. I, I think organizations have to be able to adopt change all of the time. There's always change occurring either in the marketplace, like I mentioned, the legislational changes that bring new laws into play, new competitors entering the market, whatever it may be. But there's, there's always change happening in the environment you're playing in. And if you're unable to adapt to that change and take it and hold it and move it forward, then you're going to be left behind and then you're going to be out of business long term. Which really gets into uh, that sort of purpose. Why are we making this change? In some ways, it's as you point out, uh, look, we've got external forces at work, legislation, for instance, that is requiring us to A, B, and C, or we've got market dynamics or competitive dynamics at work that mean for us to succeed in the way we want, we need to make these changes. And, And I love this is all kind of coming full circle. If we can get that right, the communication and that purpose, people can already identify or understand Okay, well, that part I, I I can wrap my head around. Right. So let's talk about this plan part. For me, that's uh, kind of getting into your KPIs. What are we going to measure? So your, your sort of example of an ERP might be what? Adoption or by month one, we want uh, these this small team to have done whatever, or we're going to pilot this. Talk to, me, talk to me about what some of those plans might involve. Well, it's about, again, establishing what the milestones are and creating clear accountability over who owns the milestone achievement. So are we putting in a new ERP system? So let's say that the procurement team is on the front end of that because they need to get the system up and running and get the part numbers loaded, the resources that are coming in, what are the the vendor files, all that activity. So we would measure that says that's the first step. The second step might be bringing the AP team on to be able to process the AP using the new ERP system that procurement has set up that flows as the system feeds the information through the chain. In my experience, I'm very interested in your experience, this part can get fragile for companies because there's a lot of energy and enthusiasm, positive or negative, there's a lot of energy around the purpose and the picture. Wow, what, we're gonna change? Or yes, we're finally gonna change. And hey, here's what it's gonna look like on the other side. But this part where we get into kind of the mechanics and the minutia, that accountability, it's really easy for deadlines to slip. It's really easy for some other priority to jump ahead of of wherever. It's really easy for our best laid plans to fall apart. And pretty soon this big idea just kind of dissolves into something far less kind of uh, potentially capable than it was. Do you agree? Is this part more than... There is that danger in it. And that's why when you go back to the cast, you go to that S, the sponsors, and they are the key people because they're the ones controlling the resources we're using to achieve the objective. So this is where you use that influence. And it's and to me, it's about exerting, focusing on the impact that we're trying to achieve. It, you know, it's about influence and results versus not necessarily command and control, because you may not always have command and control over the resources you need, but you need to be able to influence and drive the change that you're looking to achieve long-term. Oh man, that is awesome. Influence, say it again, influence and- and Influence and results over command and control. If there's one thing for us to take away, let's take away that. Influence and results over command and control. That's excellent. 
this is a genius system you put together, Tom, where I love how some of my questions you're bring you're able to come back to the cast and say, well, if you've already done this, that part becomes self-evident. That's what we want. We want to systematize change and transition. We don't want it to be vague and convoluted and, and sort of reactive and invented as we go and improvising. Right. I also think another key component of the plan portion is you need to celebrate and the achievements and the wins as the project moves along. Small as they may be, you need to celebrate them so that it helps to build that momentum for the change initiative long term. That's excellent. Let's talk now about this part. And I like that uh, this is where we're kind of explaining who's doing what. And, and we're talking think who rather than what. Uh, do I really need to have kind of mastered that cast uh, sort of system, put that into place, really have a clear understanding of that before part can become successful? I think you need to understand the cast and understand where people are in that acronym so that you're driving the information flow appropriately in the part. Because the part piece is about closing the loop with people. It's about building the coalitions. How do we get things done? How do I insert in, exert the influence over the authority? And then how do I help identify the key interfaces with the other people that need to be involved? Tom Kenter, uh, so let's walk me back through the four Ps so that I can just put those deep into my grain, in grain in my head, tattoo it on my arm. Uh, what are those four Ps again? Four Ps are purpose, picture, plan, and part. And we're looking for results. We're looking for influence and results, not command and control. And one of the things that you've said to me before that I feel like is a great sort of uh, bookend on this is the definition for you of transition is change plus human beings. And if we can remember those two things, change plus human beings, man, it puts all of this into the right perspective. I believe it does. Uh, and you know what, if you're out there, you're an organization that is either going through change or you know you need to, and you don't even really know what that means or how to get it done. As you can hear, Tom has figured this stuff out. And uh, I love, Tom, that, that we've got this great sort of one-two punch now of the cast and now the four Ps. And I can't wait to think of or to, to talk again about the next genius acronym uh, abbreviation thing you've got up your sleeve to help us uh, better improve our ability for change management. I really appreciate your time today, Tom, and, and your generosity with your expertise. It's great to see you again. Thank you, Chris. I enjoy our conversation and I'm looking forward to the next one. Me too. I'll talk soon. All right. Take care. Thanks for listening. And a special thanks to our subscribers. Consider becoming one today. Visit ProCFOPartners.com and learn how we can help you build a framework for financial management and growth.